Chapter 16 of Workhouse Characters. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Workhouse Characters by Margaret Nevinson. Chapter 16 Your Son's Your Son. My little son is my true lover it seems no time ago since he was born i know he will be quick and happy to discover the world of other women and leave me forlorn sometimes i think that i'll be scarcely human if i can brook his chosen woman anna wickham oh dear oh dear wailed the old lady burying her face in her pocket handkerchief to think as i've lived to see the day i've always lived with orris and have always prayed that the lord would take me unto himself before i was left alone with my gray hairs a poor pretty thing she is too with a pair of blue eyes and frizzled yellow curls dressed out beyond her station in cheap indecencies of lace showing her neck and arms as no proper-minded girl should and she won't have me to live with them i who have never been parted from oris not one day since he was born thirty year ago come sunday yes i've got esther she's away in service she's johnson's child i've buried two husbands both of them railway men and both of them dying violent deaths johnson was an engine driver on the great northern and he smashed himself to a jelly in that accident near york nigh on forty years ago now i said i'd never marry on the line again hating accidents and blood about the place however it's a bit lonesome being a widow when you're young and thompson courted me so faithful at last i gave in he was oris's father a guard on the midland and he went to step on his van after the train was off as is the habit of guards none of them ever getting killed as i ever heard of except thompson who must needs miss his footing and fall on the line a smashing of his skull fearful yes i drew two prizes in the matrimonial market good steady men as always came home punctual and looked after the jennies in the window boxes and played with the children but as mrs wells says them is the sort as gets killed if a woman gets old on a brute she may be quite sure he'll come home safe through all perils both on land and water and live to torture several unfortunate women into their graves horace was a toddling babe then and esther just ten years older fortunately i was a good hand at the waistcoat making and so i managed to keep the ohm going oris was always very clever and he got a scholarship and worked himself up as an electrical engineer one of the ladies got esther a place at copt hall northamptonshire when she was only thirteen and she's done well ever since being cook now to lady mannering at thirty-six pounds a year no she's never got married esther a chap she walked out with wasn't as faithful as he should have been 
a carrion on with another at the same time and esther took on awful i believe though she's one as holds her tongue is esther at all events she's never had aught to do with chaps since she's a good girl is esther but oris and me were always together and he always was such a one to sit at home with me working at his wires and currents and had taken me to see all the exhibitions explaining to me about the positives and negatives and the volts and amps he never went after girls and i always hoped as he would never fall in love with mortal woman only with a current so it knocked all the heart out of me when he took to stayin out in the evenings and then brought the girl in one night as his future wife horus was the prettiest baby you ever seed and when he used to sit on my knee with his head all over golden curls like a picture book i used to hate to think that somewhere a girl child was growing up to take him from me and to think it's come now just when i thought i was safe and he no more likely to marry than the pope of rome being close on thirty and falling in love for the first time and she won't have me to live with them mrs wells has been telling me i mustn't stand in the young people's way of course i don't want to stand in their way but i'm wondering how i'll shift without oars he always made the fire and brought me a cup of tea before he went to his work and when the rheumatics took me bad it helped me dress and be as handy as a woman i can't get the work i used to my eyesight isn't what it was and my fingers are stiff no i ain't what i was and i suppose i mustn't expect it being turned sixty-seven and i ain't old enough either for them pensions well if it ain't esther you're early lass and it's not your evening out neither i've just been telling this lady how ruby won't have me to live with them it's upset me shocking the thought of leaving oris after all these years i'm trying not to complain and i know oris has been a son in ten thousand but i'm afeard of the lonesomeness and i don't know how i'll live mrs wells says if the guardians see my hands they won't give me no outdoor relief but they'll force me into the house and i'd sooner be in my berry hole and again the poor old lady sobbed into her pocket handkerchief don't cry mother it's all right you shan't go on the parish never fear neither for outdoor relief nor indoor relief i've left my place and i'm coming to live with you and take care of you to the end of your days i'm not oris i know but i'm your daughter and after the courtin's over oris will be your son again left your place esther what do you mean lass what i say mother oris wrote and told me what ruby said and i was that sorry i went and gave notice oris is awful upset too but there it is no good talking to a man in love and perhaps ruby will get nicer she's a young thing yet so when i told my lady all about it she let me come away at once 
the family is going to the riviera next week and the housekeeper can manage quite well you've left your good place esther all for me yes all right old dear i've got a fourteen-year character from my lady and i'll soon find something to do i'm not the sort as starves and esther rolled up her sleeves made up the fire and poured the contents of the indignant kettle into the little black teapot oh dear wailed the old lady you must not do this for me lass you're heaping coals of fire on my head for as mrs wells often said to me don't be so set on oars remember you have a girl too i was always set on the boys and not on the girls women's life is a poor game and when i heard of them ethan indus who killed the girl babies i thought it a very sensible thing too better than letting them grow up to slave for a pittance but it is you now who are the faithful one and she drew esther's face down to hers and kissed her fondly tears rose in the daughter's eyes she seemed to remember with a sense of loss that her mother had never kissed her like that since she was a little child before horace was born End of chapter 16 Recording by John Brandon